hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome once again to Nursing Your Spiritual Health with Maxine. I hope you guys have been great. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for keeping up with check-in messages and DMs, finding out how I was doing. I know it's been a while and I'm so grateful for the checking in. Unfortunately, there were some responsibilities that needed to be sorted, but I am glad to be back to continue speaking the word of God and just triggering reflection and meditation in our lives. The series, The Fear of the Lord, still continues and I have an interesting episode today. But before we just get into it, you know, I just like to state that this is the day that the Lord has made and we should rejoice. We should, we will be rejoicing and we will be glad in it because it's a glorious day. I don't know who that word is for, but sometimes you can have hectic days. You can have days where there is affliction. You can have days of frustration. There are just sometimes the enemy sends his principalities of demons to just irk the spirit out of you. But you know what? You have to always be positive because one one, the Lord God is always on your side. He's your rock, he's your fortress, and he will always deliver you from afflictions. And everything comes together for your good. And there's something that we must realize. There is a path that we are walking on because we are just and we're just in Jesus Christ. We're just through Jesus Christ. And I believe it's in the scripture of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18. And I love it in the Living Bible because this is what it says. But the good man walks along in the ever brightening light of God's favor. The dawn gives way to morning splendor. And it's the path of the just is like a shining bright that shines brighter and brighter into the perfect day. You're just because of Jesus Christ. Not just by your actions. Not just by your righteousness that you do here on earth but by christ himself and so we must give god thanks we must thank the lord our god for he sent jesus christ into our lives out of love and from that sacrifice we gain this beauty called justness and it allows us to walk on a path that is great and that means that your path today is brighter than the path of yesterday so if you had a horrible day yesterday be guaranteed in knowing that the Lord God has given you ever brightening light in his favor and in making sure that you're going to receive blessings and more grace along your way. What you need to do is condition yourself to receive it. Open your spirit, open your heart to receive it. If there is any instruction that needs to be done, do that for the Lord will actually make it forth and possible in your life. Hallelujah. Father God, we come before you this wonderful Tuesday. We give you praise. We give you glory. You are an awesome God. You're a mighty God. We adore you. We praise you and we worship you. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are faithful. You are just. You are true, O God. Father God, we thank you for the week. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for the blessings that you've placed upon our hands. We thank you for the month of October. It has moved. We are towards the end and we're entering the month of November. Thank you, Lord, for the 11th visit of this month. We thank you for the 11th hour of your manifestation of your miracles. We thank you for the 11th hour of blessings, O oh God. We love you and we worship you. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, whom we humbly submit to, whom we humbly 
serve and we're grateful for his sacrifice upon our lives for it has brought us righteousness it has brought us grace it has brought us blessings it has exposed and revealed your manifest wisdom that you have graced upon us the deep things that are of you that are according to your will for us are revealed freely upon to our spirits and so father god as we continue this episode i pray that the spiritual understanding that is required to receive this mystery this wonderful gift from you is manifested in the mighty name of jesus through the power of the holy spirit we thank you for the knowledge of you we thank you for your wisdom oh god that you have graced upon us and we continue to ask you to give us more wisdom holy spirit you are welcome into this place we ask that as we walk through this episode you continue to shine the light of god upon the revelations that we need to manifest in our daily living to show the glory of jesus christ we ask you to breathe upon this episode we ask you to breathe upon the lives of every listener listening to this podcast and may they reveal jesus christ may they reveal his glory in jesus mighty name i pray amen so today we're going to talk about cain and abel the fear of the lord and it's interesting because i was actually meditating about this so you'll actually notice the format is kind of different i'm just going to talk through it so i thought of cain and abel and the fear of the lord that each of them had and we can clearly see there's a very marked difference you know but what was so amusing or humbling is that the concept of the fear of the lord came in as a dynamic of worship the essence of worship the kind of worship that god accepts you know first of all in the book of john chapter 4 verse 23 it says true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks and this is powerful the lord god you know would accept sacrifices would accept praise and worship from his his people We've seen this from the Old Testament running into the New Testament. But you know, in the New Testament, Jesus and Paul give us a new dynamic of worship. That it's not just by singing praise the way David would, but offering ourselves, our lives as a sacrifice of worship to God. That everything we do in our lives, every affair, every kind of interaction, every handiwork that we do, every thought process, every social interaction, every conversation we have should be an act of worship to Christ. Now, the question you need to ask yourself is, how does that work? And so it brought me to Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were the sons of Adam and Eve. And we can clearly see in the book of Genesis chapter four, there was a contrast in character between Cain and Abel and it's interesting because we can clearly see the consequences of that character difference so Cain was a farmer and Abel was a person who dealt with animals he was actually a shepherd in Genesis chapter 4 in verse 3 I believe it says when they grew up Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground Verse 3, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. And this is what the Lord does. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. So the Lord asks him, why are you so angry? 
the Lord asked Cain, this is verse 6, Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. This is powerful. I'm reading this scripture from the New Living Translation. And so the story goes, one day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded, am I my brother's guardian? You know, we commonly hear, am I my brother's keeper? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cast and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. And then Cain replies to the Lord in verse 13, My punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer, a vagabond, I believe it says in the King James Version. Anyone who finds me will kill me. And here we see the Lord exercise his grace of mercy. And the Lord replied, No, for I will give a sevenfold punishment for to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So... Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Now, this is so wonderful because it shows that Cain gave in to sin. Sin was crouching at the door, eager to control him. And God had given him an instruction, subdue it and be its master. And you know, the fear of the Lord comes in with obedience. We know that we are holding our Lord, our God, our Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior in a level of reverence, a level of respect that's very mighty, that's very powerful because we know who they are. It's not a joke. It's not something that we just play around with. But in that whole process, there's a relationship. There's a level of interaction between us as the sons of God and our Father in heaven and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And there's an expectation of a listening ear and an opening eye in the spirit to obey what God has told us. And it's not just through intimacy in fellowship, through prayer, praise and worship, but also through the word. The Lord has given us the word to understand what it means to obey the precepts, the commandments, the principles that the Lord God has given us to function on this earth, to worship him, to praise him on how to regard him, how to deal with people. And the expectation is if we have fear of the Lord, then it shall be done. Now, Cain did not fear the Lord. I I would like to think that. I don't think Cain feared the Lord. Because if Cain feared the Lord, then his approach towards his sacrifice would be different. But, you know, the question people sometimes ask is, oh, was it because Cain actually gave, um, what do you call it, um, plants, vegetables as a sacrifice and hence it was not accepted? Or was it because he actually received the, um, uh, Abel gave actually animals, you know, shepherds. And, you know, we have seen through the Old Testament, the beauty and the acceptance of animals as a sacrifice, you know. So I, I think it had nothing to do 
with the occupation because even in the bible we know that farming is a good thing you know you sow your seeds you reap your fruits and things like that and remember there are lots of people who are farmers for example i believe elisha was tilling the land before elijah called him people like prophet amos was actually a farmer so i don't think it was an issue of farming i think it comes to the state of the heart I believe Cain and Abel had the same knowledge of what was required in offering sacrifices and offerings to God. But I believe that the state of their heart is what determined the submission to God's parameters regarding his offers and sacrifices. We know that Cain decided to do things his own way because if he did not do things his own way, God would have accepted his sacrifice. I believe it is in the book of Matthew chapter 23 verse 34 to 35 it talks about Jesus having a discussion with the Pharisees and he was declaring how Abel was righteous uh, you know and and because he received godly words from Christ he lived in a godly way and he submitted you know to the you know the obed he submitted to the word of god he submitted to the instructions of god we also know in hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 it says by faith abel offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous and so we can see that through obedience and giving of a sincere heart in your praise and worship of jesus christ our lord and savior is an excellent sacrifice to God and it counts as righteousness you know but Cain gave his sacrifice with a heart that seemed to oppose the ways of God remember in the book of Jude i believe it says woe to them for they have gone in the way of Cain that means that there has been a status that has been you know assumed in your character or in your behavior that goes against the principles of Christ or the ways of Christ that makes you rebel or oppose the words of God so the status of your heart reveals the kind of worship that you give Christ and it means that the kind of worship you give Christ opens a channel where either God respects your kind of worship or he disrespects it and disgraces you and we can see from the result in the book of genesis when god rejected cain's offering cain got angry and sin literally that was knocking at his door befell upon him and he could not subdue it now in psalms 51 i believe the holy spirit has made david understand that a way of brokenness a way of repentance humility is what god draws near to and we can clearly see that cain lacked that cain's heart was not sincere cain's heart did not have a presence of humility a presence of sincerity keen to worship and praise god he probably just did it as formality and we can see here that this results in the picture that he actually didn't have the fear of the lord you know and so it's it it just shows that your heart is so important when you praise god the way your heart manifests your praise opens up a channel where god can either receive it or reject it it's not about the time you decided to praise 
although there are mysteries about that for example paul and silas praising and worshiping god at midnight or engaging and worshiping in the same place no because you can engage and worship god and praise him anywhere anywhere and and also what acts are you doing during your worship what are you doing in your worship are you you know distracted are you on your phone are you listening to praise and worship songs and you're in a place of silence or peace that you can hear these songs and just listen to the words receive them and offer them as a praise sacrifice to god it's it's very important to understand that as we worship god it cannot be empty it cannot be self-centered because if it is it shows that we do not fear the lord we don't take him seriously we don't think the praise and worship of god is 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 respectable we have to understand that when we praise and worship God, it comes from the heart. It comes from a place of sincerity. It comes from a place of truth, you know. And so it's very important for us to remember that God loves a person who worships in, worships in truth, worships with a right, sincere heart, a heart of humility, a heart that is willing to place itself upon the altar or the throne of grace, the throne and the mercy seat or in the presence of the Lord our Savior and the crowns are cast off. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter the problems you're having. It doesn't matter who annoyed you or what the enemy is trying to tell you. Because trust me, even in praise and worship, sometimes the enemy can come and put a little word in your ear to distract you from praising and worshiping God. But you have to make an effort to ensure that you are in a place of humility, keen to express your worship as respectful, as revering, as kind as exciting you know it's like being in the presence of a vip you wouldn't just act in a certain way you wouldn't just talk in a certain way there's a way you conduct yourself you know if you're called to the you know for example buckingham palace and king charles says he wants to have a cup of tea with you you're not going to go dressed casually you're not going to dress in jeans that are cut and torn no there's sense for you to say i need to wear a formal dress i need to look good and you'll probably even wonder what lessons do i need to learn in drinking a cup of tea but at the end of the day it's the status it's because you know in your mind there's a way you need to present yourself so how do you present yourself to god how do you present yourself in praise and worship because the way you present yourself is based on the word that has been given unto you god is wonderful god is great he doesn't leave you in limbo he gives you information he gives you knowledge we have seen in different ways in the old and the new testament of how people praised and worshiped god how they came to him in praise and worship how they dressed up how they conducted themselves people like david you know aaron and the levitic priesthood you know what happened to mikhail when she cast you know when she mocked david who was dancing before the tabernacle that was you know with the blessing of the lord of the heavens armies we can see all these things we see jesus himself himself who took time to praise and worship God you know and so we have a blueprint we have living examples you know even from people that we see you know 
how they praise and worship God. You can learn something from that because it's all about obedience. It's all about following instructions. Here is the monarch of the universe saying that I am the king of kings and I want you to come to me in this kind of state in terms of your heart, humble, broken and contrite. That's what I love. I want you to not think about your job, not think about your status, not think that you're broke, not think that you have too much money, not think that you're wealthy or somebody's bothering you or the enemy is trying to attack you. Just come to me as you are and praise and worship me and I will reward you. You know, and this basically gives us an element of righteousness. And so we have to understand that the essence of worship is expressed by those who have a righteous heart, those who are intimately acquainted with and have a daily relationship with God that is exhibited through obedience. And when you have obedience, you actually manifest the fear of the Lord. So we need to think about Cain. We need to think about Abel. And you need to ask yourself, which one are you? I think I will leave you with the words of A.W. Tozer. He said, if you cannot worship God in the midst of your responsibilities on Monday, then it is very unlikely you are worshiping God on Sunday. So I can add something. If that happens, then you need to ask yourself, do I truly fear the Lord? Have a lovely week. God bless you. And I can definitely tell you it is so good to be back. I will see you guys next week.